I am from beyond. Listen, and all you desire will be yours. Welcome to Spider-Man and the Secret Wars. Prepare for battle. Welcome to Prattle World, I'm your host, the ever-amazing, ever-spectacular Spider-Dan, and in this podcast, I spotlight entertainment's best-kept secrets that a mainstream audience may find boring. And welcome to another Puny Pod, a short-form podcast where I revisit a specific film or comic book all by myself. And today we're looking at one of my favourites from the 90s. I am a bit of a 90s kid. I was born... In 88, the springtime of 88, and I'm going to revisit one of my favourite comic book characters from the 90s and made further on than that um, a huge character that's had a massive influence on comics and superhero comic books in general. And we're going to talk about Wally West, the Flash. Now, he is my Flash. Now, again, I was born in 88, so... By the time I was born, Barry Allen had been dead, died in the crisis on Infinite Earths. Um, He'd been dead for two years, so I grew up uh, with Wally West, and he was the version that was mostly on TV. Um, He was in the Justice League cartoon, and it's the one I'm more familiar with, the kind of jokey, kind of not too sure of himself... um, kind of average Joe, he's kind of a working class hero, um, you know, in, in a lot of interpretations he, he's just a, a car mechanic or he, you know, he works for the police in some form, not like Barry Allen who's a kind of a police detective, um, kind of CSI kind of guy, um, he's very much a kind of average Joe and he's kind of learning to live up to this legacy that his uncle had, he held the torch, it was, you know, it was a, he kind of passed the baton, um, so to speak, to Wally, and he took up the mantle of the Flash. Now, he was nowhere near as powerful, and he had his doubts, and often would try to give up the superhero lifestyle. But this is the the story that really, for me, kind of nailed him as the Flash. This is... He, he becomes the Flash throughout this tale. And the story we're going to talk about is The Flash, The Return of Barry Allen. So this was written by Mark Wade, one of my favourite writers, uh, and the artwork was by Greg LaRock. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, and this storyline went across The Flash Volume 2, issues 73 to 79, technically. Um, there is a kind of a, a slight crossover with the Green Lantern Volume 3, issue 40. If you want to read that, um, it's fine. It's not great. It's not terrible either, but it is part of this kind of storyline. But let's, let's get into it. So, like I said, I'm a 90s kid. So, in the 90s, there was a lot of original rejuvenation in comics so they would often um well dc were basically at the time all for a long time were about legacy heroes so the replacement characters the replacement heroes that would take over a take on the mantle take over you know uh, dick grayson became batman for a while um you know azrael became batman for a while um you know there was all the su- the reign of the superman with all their replacements as well you had the us agent taking over captain america's role you had uh, jim jim rhodes as well um obviously going into the going to marvel there 
that's um, but that's it was a it was a very much a, a practice that's happened and, and has happened since to kind of kind of shake things up like we're getting the Falcon as Captain America very soon in the Falcon Winter Soldier mini series on Disney Plus which will be out next month and and yeah so but DC were like the kings of that I think Marvel has now become the kind of legacy character comic book company uh, DC have kind of gone back to the original so they've gone back to Barry Allen and I think it was a shame that they got rid of Wally West for a long time but then he came back for Rebirth and they've done some questionable things with him recently um, but we're not going into that this is his story so it basically starts off and you know Flash has got his, he's with his uh, his girlfriend um, he's recently got with his, girlf- his girlfriend um, he's happy he's um, he's happy in his role as the Flash. Uh, you know, he's got a mentor in Jay Garrick, the original Golden Age Flash, and it's all going really well. And in this this first issue in seventy three, it's a Christmas issue as well. So you know how much I like my alternative Christmas stories. Um, so so they in the end, I think there's a drug deal gone wrong, and they end up having to save a, a pregnant woman. And what a way to you know start off the Christmas holidays. But they receive the best possible gift they could ever receive this Christmas. Barry Allen is back from the dead. Some timey-wimey, you know, stuff goes on, and he's back. He's and everything they remember. He's this lovely guy, sweet guy, this heroic guy that made this amazing sacrifice to save all of the all of existence, basically tackling the anti-monitor uh, the way he did, um, which was you know repeated in a, in a in a form in the in the TV miniseries they did recently across the Flarrowverse, Arrowverse, if you will. Um, but yes, yeah, so he's there, and that's how the that first issue ends. And the following issue is quite is quite interesting because Barry's back. He's he's kind of he's a little wobbly. He doesn't remember quite remember everything. Doesn't remember quite what happened or how he's back. But he he notices the changes in the world, the way things are. And Wally is very reticent to tell him that he's replaced him, taken on the role of the Flash, the modern day Flash. Obviously, Jay Garrick is there, and lots of Zubira share names, so it's fine. But Barry Allen's legacy is. Wally West and he's got this new suit and uh, and trouble starts and Wally Wally goes straight into work and doesn't really think about it but he dresses up as the Flash he's he's not yet revealed this to Barry and and Barry's a little you know he's not really sure how to take it he's supportive and and lovely because he's he's Barry Allen but he's still a bit thrown by it and he, he finds it a bit weird um but they they go into action you know him jay and barry it's you know it's the three generations of the flash working together you know trying to and they're going against a very high-tech kind of criminal um organization called the combine which shows up throughout these issues they became become the kind of main focus of the the villain aspect the story um so that that's quite interesting and this is like mark wade's been writing the the flash for a little bit now so he's kind of he's kind of i think this was his first writing gig and he's one of my favorite writers he seems to nail all the characters amazingly well and and kind of get to the core of these characters i've said like jm de Mateus can get to the core of the villains really well but i think mark wade gets the heart of these heroes right correctly and and you identify and and i th- i think what's great about wally west is that Barry Allen at this point is this kind of saintly saviour. He could have done no wrong. He is a hero above all else. You know, um, sacrifices so much all of the time uh, and constantly did throughout his life. Made some, you know, darker choices in the latter end of his career. But, you know, he's remembered because of his sacrifice. And and I think that's not, like, for me, that wasn't really easy to grab onto. When I was young, it wasn't like... 
because I didn't really know him. All I knew is the kind of sacrifice, um, this kind of, you know, Christ-like figure, saint-like figure. So for Wally West to live up to that, that dream, that vision of heroism is is a hard task and, and he finds it difficult and he, and he doesn't he's not as powerful he's not as fast he's not as clever and he but he's doing his absolute best and and that's why i really identify with him and with carl rayner as well who's uh, another great character from the 90s another replacement hero or a legacy character and and it's it's a wonderful really wonderful story it really taps into to wally west and and his character and his his doubts his insecurities they are right throughout the story it only makes him more richer for the finale uh when he kind of come bounces back from that and you know you know puts one foot in front of the other and just plows on carries on always moving forward in a positive manner but yeah so it's interesting to see him work side by side as an adult flash because obviously he was kid flash he was the sidekick to barry allen for a long time you know even in the teen titans he still remained kid flash up until after the crisis and and yeah it's it's a fascinating real it's a fascinating character piece and for me that's this is what got me into the flash this is my favorite flash story so i have a lot of kind of uh, good memories of this but yeah so it starts off going really well so all of the flashes are protecting the twin city it's keystone and central city are you know next to each other and, and it's going really well for so long however barry starts to act a little weird he starts you know he takes issue with certain things he doesn't remember everything or he doesn't have an emotional connection to some of his memories he is a bit erratic and he'll disappear and and initially like worry uh, wally is very wary of of barry because he doesn't mention his aunt he doesn't mention the love of his life iris west allen yeah and he until right at the end after adventure he he runs to the Ferris wheel where he he asked her to marry him for the very first time, and then they they run and they he runs to the grave a graveside and talks to her, and it's it's really heartfelt and he and Wally, that's the the time where Wally finally trusts it because obviously there's clones robots and you know uh, impersonators in these comic book stories that it could be uh, even as Hal Jordan Green Lantern come over talk to him. Um, and he even uses his ring to tell if he's lying. And he says, no, I, tr- I trust myself. I'm a good judge of character. That is definitely him. And the ring says it is as well. He believe- The ring believes what he's saying. So, you know, while he's got nothing to doubt, why would he doubt it? Why would he possibly doubt it? The best possible thing. You know, this is great news. But he he doesn't see it necessarily as great news for him, like on a personal level. And it's... I think he, he worries that he's jealous or he feels that maybe Barry's taken something away, but the one true Flash, you know, quote-unquote true Flash, is back, and how could that possibly be a bad thing? But some things are often too good to be true. Um, so, like we're saying, that Barry is acting erratic, strange, and violent. Um, there's, a, there's a scene when they're fighting the Combine, all three Flashes, and and Wally almost almost dies. He there's a massive explosion while he's trying to save someone. He gets caught in the blast, and this kind of criminal is bragging that he's killed the Flash. He's finally killed the Flash, and Barry goes into a, a hyper speed kind of violent you know outburst, which you think initially is because because Wally is is hurt, is is potentially dead, um, and he's climbing out of the wreckage. Wally kind of goes, "No, I'm fine. I'm fine." Um, don't hurt him don't hurt him and but he hears what he says 
and and he's saying that you've never killed the Flash. Barry Allen shouts, "You'll never kill the Flash. I'm the Flash. I'm the real Flash, and I'll never die. You better know that I am the Flash." And which kind of throws Wally for a loop. You know, it kind of it lessens his role and kind of demeans him and undermines his role of the Flash and all the work he's done since Barry's death. It's just it's a fantastic way to to get fast track to get into the mind of that character and into into a relatability um, for that character and seeing how his brain works in in such a way uh, and it, you know, it's identifiable it's totally identifiable and I think that comes a lot from kind of the you know those Spider-Man those early Spider-Man stories and you know till this day these Spider-Man stories that are you know all about you know the the inner struggle the the human condition that turmoil being a real human being is like and the struggles we go through but even still Wally still believes in Barry he still believes in his uncle he still believes that he is him he's probably just a bit muddled from you know the time jump or however he was however he got back you know he's probably still a bit you know jarred from everything and you know this is a brand new world time has moved on quite a few years you know you know Wally's an adult now it's not you know you know he's it's a different world altogether it's still you know hard to come back surely there's going to be some mental jarring coming back from the dead who wouldn't be a bit you know thrown for a loop so Wally continues to help um, in the battle against the Combine with Barry, with Jay. All the while, Jay has some misgivings as well, but he doesn't tell Wally. Um, and he's starting to gather Golden Age speedsters, um, much like himself, um, just in case something isn't quite right or something is a little off. Um, so he gets Johnny Quick, who uh, he gets his kind of access to the Speed Force, uh, by a kind of formula, a mathematical formula, and that helps him kind of grab that power and use it. But he also hires, uh, uh, hires. You know, he asks for help from uh, Max Mercury, who is kind of the Zen master of speed. You know, very, it's very kind of, uh, it's like a speed guru, if you will. Um, very spiritual, and kind of, he finds his access to the speed force like that. And, and they're all very different. They all, you know, have different set of abilities and different levels of abilities. And, but they're all willing to help. They're all heroes, you know, out-and-out out heroes. But the, the, it comes to a point where all, the, all up until this point, it's kind of like it's just a bit off. It's not nothing, like, potentially evil Barry is doing. But it gets to the point where Wally and Barry are stuck, trapped inside a constricting force field. And the vibration, they can't, uh, Barry, now Wally can't vibrate his molecules to become immaterial, um, you know, to to basically phase through through atoms to become um, un not unlike a ghost. He basically can do that at will, um, but Wally can't do that. He's, he's not at the ability that, that Barry is, um, and that's what we know. But Barry basically says, I'm going to leave you trapped in there because I'm evil. And you, you've stolen my mantle, you've stolen my power, you've stolen my city, and nobody remembers who I am. You've taken that from me, and I'm going to get it back. I'm going to make this city pay, and I need you to know that I'm going to do that. Now, Wally has got his kind of... He started to kind of vibrate through the force field, but hasn't got all the way. So if he stops vibrating, it will basically cut him in half. Uh, but he manages to kind of really push himself and maintain that vibrational frequency to push himself through that force field and get out of the trap. But the way that Barry has treated him, he, he doesn't 
go back to his family. He doesn't go back to Jay. He doesn't go back to anybody. He falls into this deep, dark depression that that he's not he's not worthy of being the Flash, and that his his uncle is is evil. And how could I, how could I even you know compete with him or or even match wits or match you know power with him and that's when the the golden age flash characters johnny quick and max mercury and jay go and they have this big face off with the flash and then in that that issue i mentioned with green lantern they have a face off as well and he destroy ends up destroying the flash museum leaving it in rubble and pieces and and wally i think wally tells linda linda park who's his girlfriend at the time that he's alive but he won't tell anybody else keeps a very low profile and again he's still in this deep dark depression until he finds a charred book in the alleyway that apparently that um the barry rematerialized in um and he discovers that it's a it's a biography um of sorts of the life of barry allen a life of the flash and it's not things aren't all what they seem basically um i'm not going to try and spoil it too much but the that kind of leads that basically gives wally a kind of second win the information within that book within that book tells him exactly what he needs to know um and he goes back to the speed says he reveals he's still alive he goes right I need to defeat Barry. I need to know all the tricks of the trade. Any advice I can get from you guys who are more experienced than me, what can I do? And one of the main things that we discover is that Wally has a mental block. Max Mercury believes that Wally has a mental block that's stopping him from fully accessing his powers to their utmost. There's so much untapped potential, but the mental block is that he doesn't really want to replace Barry, never has. He's just doing it, he's carrying on that legacy. And and once he finally embraces his role and his powers as the Flash and truly does all the things that Barry could do, that's when he's fully fully replaced him and, and potentially that the world will forget about Barry, which he doesn't want to happen. He wants that to still be there, even throughout, even with his actions, uh, you know, in in the recent days and recent months, he still wants that legacy to remain. And, and Max Mercury says, "You're going to have to get over this. You're going to have to start thinking in a, not in a logical, scientific way, but more in a kind of, you know, again, almost like a spiritual way that the the speed has to, you know, that you have to utilize that speed. And he has to be one with the speed. I guess it's very, very much like you know, very uh, Zen guru." Um, kind of force talk, you know, be one with the force, the speed force, you know, that sort of thing. But um, but no, it gives him food for thought. And he goes and, you know, after this, he kind of admits this and, yeah, admits this mental block to himself and has to overcome it and to to be all he can be, to be the one true flash that is, that is needed. Uh, and he knows the secret of Barry Allen, Again, I don't want to spoil it too much because I think it's a really good kind of twist in the tale. But um, it's really, it's a really fun read, and I think this is the this is the point where kind of Mark Wade started to streamline the idea of these fast characters and why can they all do this thing and why are they all so fast and what what gives them their power. And I think in the coming issues, he introduced the idea of the speed force. And it kind of it manages to kind of streamline all their origins together and combines all these speedster characters, introduces Impulse, who would go on to become the Kid Flash, and then the Flash. 
Um, you know, there's all these different kind of um, different avenues and powers and abilities that, that were, were unaware of the untapped potential of the Speed Force because none of them really know what it is or how, how it works. And this is the, really the first time that they sort of, you know, um, Jay Garrett got his powers from heavy water or hard water or something like that, like originally. And, you know, Johnny Quick's from the mathematical thing and, you know, Max Mercury has his own reasons for, you know, glomming onto the Speed Force, but it's it's a very unique power source. And, and recently they've introduced things like the Strength Force and various other things like that into the kind of the Flash mythos. But this is a real, this was a time where Flash was really kind of being deconstructed and reconstructed and rebooted in a way in a way that made sense and for modern comic book writers and readers and everything um jeff johns would come back would would come on after this at some point in the future and he would kind of do the same thing but for the rogues like he would reintroduce and reinvigorate the rogues the way that mark wade reinvigorated the speedsters and the speed force and kind of brought them together to be this big kind of speedster family and even more so when they brought back barry allen in rebirth and various other stories after that and and barry allen has been the main one flashpoint as well obviously is a big great flash story but this has got to be one of my favorite and the villain of the piece is is you know I won't spoil it but it's a, a familiar face if you know your Flash lore and you but he is kind of uh, it's yeah I, I want I'll, I'll try not to spoil it too much but it's it's a great it's a great a great finale great story really well told um, I I do like the artwork it's not my favorite artwork but I, I appreciate the artwork and it's uh, it's a fun read and it and it looks great you know it's. Uh, it's a fun book, and I, I know that this this kind of feels... I think this is kind of the finale for the artist as well. I think he'd drawn The Flash for quite a while at this point, so I think this was kind of his, uh, his swan song. Um, but what a swan song. It's such a great story. I recommend this as... Uh, if you want to start reading a Flash story, I'd probably start here, I think, um, because it's nice, it's simple, it's very straightforward for the most part. It's fun. Uh, the characters are great. It's he's identifiable. Um, the story is identifiable. You know, we all want to be the best we can be, and then you know, faster, better, stronger. You name it. We want to be all those things, and we're not always able to do that. We're not always, you know, have the ability to do that and to overcome our, you know, our foibles and things. But some days we are, and some days we can do that. And and I feel like this is a really good story and showcases the Flash in the best possible way and humanises the character, which I think was missing from potentially a lot of the Barry Allen stories. Because I think those kind of early Barry Allen stories is not... Obviously, they made you know headway in like villains and superpowers and all that, but I think character-wise, I don't think they're always the strongest, those kind of early 60s or 50s books or even earlier, um, depending on the writer, depending on the scenario, depending on the characters. But I think this, for me, is, is when I went, I, you, know, you know what? I love The Flash. I think The Flash is a fantastic character and, had, again, had very much untapped potential at the time. There'd been a TV show, sure. There was a better TV show coming along. There's been, you know, films where the character's in and... And every iteration is, is you know, everyone's got a favourite Flash. Everyone's got a favourite, you know, Batman or, you know, a favourite whoever. Like, replacements are replacements. But they still are interesting. It's unique. Uh, it's definitely, definitely worth seeking out. You can get it in a collection, which is The Flash by Mark Wade, book two. Um, there are a couple of stories in between some of the issues, but I would kind of, I would kind of come back to those again. The Green Lantern issue is in the middle somewhere, and um, there is an annual for Bloodlines, which is a very nineties 
kind of comic book series about new people with superpowers, but very nineties. There's a lot of blood. Blood was in the title for everything in the nineties. And this is a this is a time where nineties like this is a good nineties comic. Like there's there's a lot of not so great stuff in the nineties and there's some really good stuff in the nineties. And being a nineties kid, there's a lot of stuff I, I really loved, you know. Um, you know, I love Nightfall, you know, I've I've got a soft spot for the clone saga sort of and for the not for the most part, but there's bits in there I really like. Um a lot of characters and stuff. You know, the 90s isn't all bad for comics. I know it was a difficult time business-wise and everything, but um, I highly recommended seeking out this particular 90s comic. You can, you can probably get um, a smaller kind of graphic novel, an older one, possibly on eBay if you look for it. So, again, the return of Barry Allen, as it's known. Um, I'm not sure if it's available as a single story on Comixology or anything, but it, but the Mark Wade book two is definitely 100%. Book one's okay, but he was kind of just warming up, um, you know, but... This is a this is a heck of a heck of a run. Um, so I'm really enjoying it. I've got a few more to read yet, uh, but I am enjoying Mark Wade's run. And I've I've read a few stories before, but I'm definitely going to finish this off. And then I want to go on to the Grant Morrison Mark Miller run, and then back onto the um, the Jeff Johns run, uh, which is a great run as well. I've read quite a few stories from him as well, but not the full run. So I'm going to really get stuck in and enjoy that as well. Uh, there was a really good like comment he made, I think, in one of the books. I think something like, you know, Superman rises above us, you know, um, you know, Batman hides hides from us, um, Wonder Woman preaches to us, and the Flash runs alongside us because you know he is the working class hero. He's 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 with us all the way, and you know, you know, we're all these all the average Joes, and he's he's there alongside with us. You know, he's doing the the nine to five and all that sort of stuff. Um. But yeah, it's it's a great book and it's a great read. And if you again, if you like the Flash, or even if you don't like the Flash, um, I would definitely give this a go because I think it might get you more in the kind of vein of the character, make you understand the character a bit more. Obviously, this isn't the main the main Flash that's in the most current comics. Um, he again, he is. He does make appearances. This Flash, but a younger version. But still, I think it's a good way to get inside the head of Barry Allen as well, and and his legacy and understanding the history of the Flash. Um, but it's very it's very easy to get into, so I highly recommend it for comic book readers and non comic book readers. If you do get a chance, just go and read it. Um, but yeah, that's all I have to say on it. It's really really good. It's a fun read. It's got all your favorite characters in. Just go out and read it. Read more comics in general. Always read more comics. Um, you know, it's a dying industry and we need to support all the artists and all the people that are involved in that. Always, always good. Um, right, so that's it for this puny pond because we're coming to a close. Okay, so you can find me on the social medias at, at Secret Balls on Facebook. On Twitter, it's at Dan underscore Balls. Uh, Instagram, Spider Dan Secret Balls, all one word. And this is available on, this podcast is available on Podbean. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, and many, many more. And if you'd like to donate towards the podcast, you can buy me a coffee. So that's Kofi. So co-fee.com forward slash Spider-Dan and the Secret Boars. And also, if you're going to interact with us, don't forget to use the hashtag prepare for prattle. Goodbye, guys, and thank you very much. Thank you.